0: Great. Okay, which one betrayed the Lord? Judas. Judas Judas Iscariot. Which of his disciples was known as the Apostle of Love? John. John. And that's the one I want to talk about today a little bit. I want to talk about the Apostle of Love, John. But you need to know something about John. He didn't start out as the apostle of love. He didn't start out that way. Go to Mark chapter 3 and verse 17. And it will be on the screen. Notice, you need to realize, by the time John was an old man, hundred years old, give or take, somewhere in there. It was said that they would, after he came back from the Isle of Patmos, because he was exiled there, he wrote the revelation at the direction of the Lord Jesus, you know. And they would bring him into the pulpit. He was an older man. He was somewhat feeble. They'd bring him into the pulpit. And he had a real short message. All he said is, little children, love one another. And then they'd take him out. Short message. Then they'd ask him, why why, why such a short message? Why is that the only thing that you you said in, in the pulpit? And he would say this. He would say, if you do that, it's enough. If you walk in love, love one another. He was the apostle of love. But he didn't start out that way. Notice right here, James, the son of Zebedee and John. Notice John, the brother of James, so James and John were brothers, to whom Jesus gave the name Boangeres, however you say that, that is the sons of what? Sons of Thunder. Thunder. Now look at that B-O-A-N-E-R-G-E-S. Look at at those middle, don't look at the B-O and the E-S. Look at those one, two, three, four, those five letters in the middle. If you move that G on the right into the middle, what do you got? The root of that is anger. And the sons of thunder, if you study that word thunder out, it means to roar or to rage. James and John, now we're centering in on John, but James and John had Anger issues, temper issues. See, John ended up as the apostle of love, but he didn't start out that way. He started out as an angry individual. Now, if you study a little more into James and John, you'll see that they were from a well to do family. Uh, Evidently, his father was was a chief fisherman. Apparently his mother were, was one of those ladies that provided for Jesus' ministry out of her substance. They were apparently a wealthy family. And James and John, if you study into them a little bit, you see that they were used to probably getting their own way. Having their own way. Probably had servants that, you know, other employees that they were over. And uh, had some anger issues rage that's how john started out and then if you go to luke 9 verse 52 we'll see a little bit more on how short his fuse was john had a short fuse you know what i mean when i say a short fuse does anybody know short fuse quick to fly off the handle look at luke 952 and and uh, notice here uh We'll pick up midway through that verse. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for, for Jesus. But they did not receive him. Now, because his face was to journey to Jerusalem. In other words, Jesus was headed for Jerusalem. And they went by this Samaritan village. And the Samaritans and the Jews did not get along. Um, the Jews considered the Samaritans half-breed. They, were, they called them half-breeds. Because the Samaritans were half Jewish and they, they weren't full-blooded Jews, and they didn't get along, they didn't speak to each other. And Jesus was headed for Jerusalem. He went by this Samaritan village, and they would not receive him, because they weren't of the same race. How many of you know, how many of you know we ought to love everybody equal, no matter what their skin color? Is that right? We ought to love everybody equal, no matter what their gender is. Is that right? But these two groups just didn't get along. And in verse 54, when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Just as, as Elijah did. Remember in the Old Testament, Elijah called down fire. Do you want us to call down fire? In other words, you want us to nuke them? Let's just nuke them. Let's just let's nuke them. Let's just Call down fire. Do you see the anger there? Yes or no? Think about calling down fire. John, we're talking about the man who wound up as the apostle of love. Wants to call fire down. Just let's call fire down and just consume these people. That's not very lovely, is it? And then if we go to Luke Uh, we're, we're, We're in Luke 9 here. Let's back up to verse 49. And John, notice John, answered and said, Master, talking to Jesus, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. Now, some of the other versions say it this way. Uh, we forbid him because he's not one of us. Other versions of the Bible put it this way. Uh, he's not part of our group. That doesn't sound like love to me, does it you? That sounds clickish. You know what a click is? Hey, remember Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? You know? And... <laughs> And they wouldn't let poor Rudolph join in the reindeer games. Remember that? Well, well, well. John would have—he he wouldn't let Rudolph join in because Rudolph's nose shine. You know, not making fun with Rudolph, but you get the point. We're talking about the man who became the apostle of love. His hot-tempered, anger issues, short fuse, clickish, or we could say a snob. That's how he started out, a snob. We forbid him, Jesus, because he's not one of us. He's not one of our little group. So, so, we're just gonna have nothing to do with him. We're gonna forbid him. That doesn't sound too lovely, does it? And, and then, if you go to Mark 10, we'll see some more. Verse 35. Mark 10, verse 35, then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus, came to him saying, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And Jesus said to them, what do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, look at this, grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left hand in your glory. We want the best seat in the house, Jesus. Give us the best seat in the house. We want to sit where everybody can see us, and we want to sit where everybody will know that we are your favorites and that we have power. Grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and one on your left hand, that we may. What does it say? That we may be in your glory or in your glory. They were interested in being known, being seen, experiencing that glory. Pridefulness in this case. And then, of course, if you look at verse 41, when the ten heard it, the other ten disciples, they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. And it's interesting, we read Mark's account, but if you read Matthew's account of this, Matthew brings out that James and John, apparently, apparently, because Jesus, you know, wasn't able to grant this request the way they wanted it, certainly. And it's apparent that when they were getting nowhere with Jesus on this request, that they went and got their mother to come and ask Jesus. And Matthew's account brings that out. Now, Matthew's account does not bring out that they went and asked their mom, but it's very likely that they did. These boys were used to getting their own way, apparently. they And when Jesus, they, they probably weren't used to hearing no. And when Jesus essentially said no, they went and get well, you know, we're going to get mommy to go and Get it for us. Maybe kind of like Nellie Olson on Little House on the Prairie. Anybody remember that? Goes back a ways. But she was a spoiled little brat, wasn't she? That's how John started out. Apparently kind of a spoiled little brat. I don't like that word brat, but that fits hot tempered short fuse wanting his own way wanting the best seat in the house cliquish they're not part of our group so we're going to have nothing to do with them we're going to call fire down on them if we don't agree with them let's let's burn them up can anybody relate with having that kind of an attitude <laughs> Back years ago, yesterday, (laughs) this morning, as you were getting your children ready for church. The question is how did John go from that, what we just read about, to being the apostle of love? And the answer is found in John, the 13th chapter. And the 21st verse, John, the 13th chapter, beginning in the 21st verse, we'll have to read a couple of verses and we'll see how he became the apostle of love. This is at the Last Supper, right before Jesus went on trial and then went to the cross. John 13, verse 21, when Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom, that means on his chest, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. And all Bible scholars conclude that this disciple leaning on Jesus' chest was none other than John how did John go from being this hot tempered clickish, lacking humility spoiled little brat if you will wanting to call fire down to being the apostle of love he had his ear to Jesus chest and when you put your ear to someone's chest boom boom Boom, boom. You hear their heartbeat. John heard the heartbeat of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it changed him from what he was into what he became. The apostle of love. Isn't that good? He stayed close to Jesus. So close. Of all of the, them there at the at the. Last Supper, he was the closest one and he had his heart, his ear right up to Jesus' heart and it, boom, boom. He could hear the heart of Jesus and it changed him. I want to stay that close to Jesus. How about you? You see, it Was not just the boom, 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 boom of the heartbeat. It was that he stayed so close to Jesus that he was able to see Jesus as he dealt with people. It's interesting. Remember when John wanted to call fire down? Remember that? If you read a little bit more in there, and I, I won't for the sake of time turn, but you could go back and look and you could see that, that when John wanted to call fire down, Jesus said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of, for the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. That's what John That's what I mean about hearing the heartbeat of Jesus. It was more than just a boom, 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 boom. It was he saw how Jesus interacted with people. When John wanted to call fire down, Jesus said, no, that's the wrong spirit. That's the wrong attitude. I didn't come to destroy men's lives, John, Jesus said. I came to save them. John, it's interesting. He stayed so close to Jesus, he heard his heartbeat in that John was the only one, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he was the only one to record the story of the woman caught in adultery. And if anyone could have stoned that woman legally, it was Jesus. He said, he that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. Jesus was without sin. He could have cast the first stone, but he didn't. He forgave the woman. He didn't condone her sin, but he forgave her. He said, go and sin no more. John got to watch Jesus in that situation. He was so close to him, he could see that. John is the only one to record the situation where the people only followed Jesus because of the loaves, because of the food. And yet he saw Jesus move with compassion and feed them anyway. When most people would have said, well, the only reason you're following me is because you want the food I have. So, you know, on you. Jesus didn't do that. He fed them anyway, moved with compassion. And John got to see that. When John wanted to forbid that man casting out demons. And he said to Jesus, he's not of our group. Let's, let's, you know, have nothing to do with him. Let's forbid him. He got to hear Jesus say this. Do not forbid him. For he who is not against us is on our side. And you see, while John wanted to kick that guy out. He stayed close enough to Jesus to hear his heartbeat and to watch Jesus minister to the outcasts of society and to those of other races. As John watched Jesus minister to the Syrophoenician woman, he ministered to the Samaritan woman. He ministered to the beggar, the blind beggar Bartimaeus. Remember with Bartimaeus... They didn't want to have anything to do with him, that blind beggar. And, and, and shut up, we don't. the master Jesus doesn't have time for such as you. But remember, Jesus stood still and said, bring him to me. That demon-possessed maniac that, that they chained up and threw in a cave and that nobody wanted anything to do with. Remember him? Yet Jesus freed him, cast the demons out of him, set him free, and changed him in to a preacher and an evangelist. See, that's what John was seeing. That's what he was observing. People that were outcasts and nobody would have anything to do with them, Jesus loved them and reached out to them and helped them. Jesus touched people that others wouldn't touch, such as lepers. Remember that folks that nobody have anything to do with Jesus would love them and minister them. He went over to sinners houses and he didn't partake of their sin, but he loved them. He went over to tax collectors houses. People that were crooked and he didn't condone their sin. But how many remember Zacchaeus, the little man that went up in the tree? And nobody else have anything to do with him. But Jesus went, called him down out of the tree, went over to his house. And as a result, Zacchaeus was changed. See, John was watching all that. Boom, 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 boom. Love, 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 love. That's what John was seeing and observing. And it's interesting when it came to the lack of humility when, when he said, Lord, we want to sit one on your right and one on your left. And Jesus went on to say to him, he said, Whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And it's interesting, as you study into it, you look at it, John stayed so close to Jesus, he heard that heartbeat of the Lord Jesus. You know, the Bible says Jesus made himself of no reputation. Remember that? And it's interesting, the books of the Bible that bear John's name, listen to this, the books of the Bible that bear John's name, He never, John, never mentioned himself by name, not one time. Think about that. The same man that wanted to be seen of all and wanted to sit either on the right or the left hand of the Lord Jesus so that everybody could see it. The heartbeat of Jesus changed this man so much. That when he had the opportunity to draw attention to himself and to record his name. And get attention, he didn't do it. He wrote the disciple whom Jesus loved. Jesus changed him. You see, John, not only that, but John observed Jesus being betrayed by Judas with a kiss. And he watched Jesus call Judas friend. He saw Peter, John saw Peter cut the servant of the high priest's ear off. Malchus was his name. He was one of that group that came out to arrest Jesus, and Peter took, took the sword and was actually, I think, trying to kill him, but he, somehow or another, and he must have moved and he cut off his right ear. And think of what John saw Jesus do. Take the ear, Of one of the people that came out to arrest him and put it back on and heal it. Wouldn't that have been cool to be there to watch that? He watched Jesus being falsely accused, beaten, spit on, beard plucked out, mocked, crowned with thorns. And cursed and cussed and made fun of. And Jesus did not revile back or threaten back. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. John was hearing the heartbeat of Jesus. John saw Jesus on the cross. Hanging there for you and me and for the people that beat him and put him up there. So I'm unrecognizable as a man upon the cross. And yet he heard Jesus cry out and say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That'll change you, dear friends. That'll change you. I've watched this same Jesus change so many people over the many years. I've watched him change me. From a spoiled brat who got his way all the time. Who cheated at old maid card game, and nobody would ever call me out on it. I was a, a smart mouth little brat. You wouldn't have liked me much back years ago. I was egotistical. I wasn't going to go out with any girl. Unless she asked me. <laughs> it's a long time before I ever got a date. <laughs> and the first girl I ever asked on a date wasn't her, my wife. First girl I ever asked on a date, she told me, she, she looked right at me, said, you can go to hell. And I said, "No, I don't believe I will. I, I've made other arrangements." <laughs> she was obviously not the girl for me. <laughs> the one girl did ask me to play tennis one time, and I told her, "I said you're not very good at it. Once you, I said, go take some lessons and get better." And then I'll think about playing with you. I told you you wouldn't like me very much. You young fellows here. Don't do what I did. I needed Jesus. I did ask you though. And what did you say? I like that very much. You got me after I knew Jesus, yes. And it makes a difference. Let's call fire down on them. Jesus changes changes that. And Jesus changed me. I've watched him change so many. One of the evidences that he's alive and well. He died on that cross. They put his body in that tomb, but he didn't stay in there. He came out, and that resurrection power has hit me and has changed me and <clears throat> has changed so many. Just another evidence that he lives. But I want to. I, I want to tell you something. About the heartbeat of Jesus. That you can come to him and get saved. You get born again. And he changes you. And he changed me. From that person you wouldn't like very much. To hopefully somebody you like a little better. But if I don't stay close to him. Say how do you stay close to him? You stay in this book. Keep it real close to your, boom, 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 the Bible. Boom, boom. You can hear the you can still hear the heartbeat of Jesus today. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, if I could have just been there when Jesus was here on the earth, I could have put my ear next to His chest like John did, and boom, boom I could have heard His heartbeat." Well, listen, Jesus is here today or two or three are gathered together in my name there I am in the midst he is here and he's with you when you're by yourself he's right there with you if you if you've received him and and we may not be able to hear his physical heartbeat but we have his word, word right here that we can I'm not I, I'm doing this symbolically boom 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 but stay in the book read it study it but what i wanted to say is i don't know if you're like me but every once in a while i'll get busy And I won't stay in here as much as I should. Does anybody relate to that? And you know what? And and learn this. If you don't stay in this book regularly, even though you're saved, you're born again, you're going to heaven. But if you don't stay in this book and you don't stay real close to Jesus and his heartbeat, you can still get grumpy, can't you? I wonder, has anybody ever wanted to call fire down on somebody since they've gotten born again? Has anybody ever cut you off in traffic and you... Ah! <laughs> Only me? I, I want to, I, I'm almost finished with this, but listen. I remember years ago when I first got saved... Well, actually I'd saved as a young boy, but I, I had gotten away from the Lord, not not in my love for him, but I, I hadn't been spending time in the word and along about the time I started driving, I had I had just gotten into the Word of God. I'd been studying and praying and just with the Lord. I'd got so close to him. I'd got so close to him that I remember I was leaving work and I was driving up Alt Road, ALT Road, out in Eureka there. It's out by the ski area. Hidden Valley. It used to be a golf course. I worked there and I was leaving there. And I remember this person did something they shouldn't have done, and I remember I went I just barreled on the horn. You know. And after I did it, I wept. I cried. I remember that. You can get so close to Jesus. That even an act like that, because I didn't do it in love, and I wept and I cried. You know, that's what Jesus wants all of us, to be so close to Him, that we're walking in love towards everybody. That even an act like that, just, just, just even, even, even raising your voice a little bit to your spouse, or saying something a little bit derogatory, or, that that affects us to the point that we're so sensitive that we... we wouldn't it be neat if we could all walk that close to Him and and be like that? We and we can; it's available. I want to live a life like that. How about you? So close to Him, but I'll notice if I get out from not studying the Word and staying in prayer and staying around Him, then I can get grumpy and cranky. And let's stay close to Him. What do you say? Let's let's keep our ear to the Word of God, and and we'll hear. Treat your neighbor as yourself. Speak ill of no one. Do unto others the way you'd have them do unto you. When wronged, you'll turn the other cheek and forgive. When someone asks for help, you'll do your best to help them. Boom, 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 boom. The heartbeat of Jesus. As I read the word of God, I'll see that I shouldn't hold a grudge against anyone. When I'm compelled to go one mile, I'll go two. I'll be patient and kind. I won't be envious. I won't be jealous. I won't be boastful or prideful. I'll always have time for my family. I won't be conceited. I won't talk about myself all the time, but I'll be interested in others. I won't be rude. I'll respect everybody. I won't insist on having my way all the time. I won't be self-seeking. won't be touchy or easily offended. One way you can tell that folks haven't been listening to the heartbeat of the Lord as they should is when they get offended at any little thing. If I'll stay close to Him in study of His Word, I won't rejoice at injustice, but I'll rejoice when right and truth prevail. I'll believe the best of everyone. That's what the heartbeat of Jesus tells us to do. I won't talk down to anyone. I'll love everybody. Treat everybody with respect. Let's stay close enough to him where we can hear his heartbeat. What do you say? Stay in his written word. Let's be a church that marches to the heartbeat of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll wind up like John. He was an apostle of love. We can be disciples of love. God is love. And love never fails. Did you get anything out of this today? Stand with me if you would. I'm going to ask Brian to come and close up the service with the altar workers. Please remember to pass your tracks out this week. God bless you. I love you all. Well, let's remember that God is love. John may be the apostle of love, but God is love. With every eye closed, every head bowed this morning, if maybe you're missing that God love in your life, maybe you just don't feel loved,